Hey guys, Bartek here. Welcome back to the Baseball Dad Show. In this episode, we're going to talk about two topics that are timely for the end of the baseball season. Number one, we're going to talk about pitchers and shutting down. Should they shut down? How long? What should they do? Etc. And number two, we're going to talk about is this the year that your son should specialize in baseball? So we're coming up on the last week of July here. Uh, the majority of my kids are playing their final tournament this weekend or next weekend. Most teams are going to take some kind of a break in August. Um, so I'm going to answer this question two ways. Um, the first way is going to be, are you taking, is your team taking a break, but you're going to play in the fall? So let's say your team's going to play the last tournament of the season, maybe like um, last week of July, and then you're going to have August off, but you're going to pick up again in September. Or you have some events, showcases, tryouts, whatever, that you're going to um, that are going to be coming up in September. And then the second way we'll answer it would be for both sides. One would be like, are you done now and you're not going to play again into the spring? It would also be the same answer that if you are playing in the fall, when you're done then. So it's when you're done, done. Now, anytime we're going to talk about shutting down, shutting down gets interpreted a lot of different ways. I mean, I've talked with parents that told me like, you know, he had a long season, so we shut him down for three months. He didn't touch a baseball. And usually those people are talking to me because now they have a problem. And they think that what they did before shutting him down, they think they made a good decision. That was the right behavior. And so they're kind of confused. Like, we don't understand why he's got a problem now because we shut him down for three months. So coaches will give all kinds of different, um, you know, answers to this. Some will say shut down for, you know, until late until January, shut down for this many months, et cetera, et cetera. Here's what you need to do. So if you have, if you're going to play fall ball or you have events coming up in September that are important, how I want you to treat it is you're, I almost want you to treat it like for the month of August, you're on the DL, but you're on the DL for not like a, like an arm injury or something like that, like something else, right? But so basically, you're not going to be able to pitch for four weeks, but you're going to pitch again in September, right? So you want to stay sharp. You want to stay ready. I would stay in your training cycle. I would not break from it. I would train as if you're getting ready to pitch and you're coming back. Um, so stay in your training cycle. Stay in your five-day cycles. Uh, throw daily. Do your bullpens. And, and so if you wanted to have like you know one bigger bullpen per week that serves as kind of like a game and one shorter one, or you want to have two kind of medium-sized bullpens, whatever it is, I want you to stay game ready and ready to play if that's what you're going to do. Because I've seen that, you know, guys will take some time off. And if you're going to take two weeks off at the end of August, and then you're going to have to play again in September, or there's a big tryout or showcase coming up, man, that's a big two weeks. It's a big two weeks. So I'd be very careful about doing that. If we're done... So if you're done here and you're not going to play baseball in the spring, whether that's at the end of July here or it's maybe at the end of October or November, whenever you're done, like you're done and there's going to be an extended period of time off, months off, here's what you should do. You should take two weeks off. Put the ball, put the glove away, go be a kid. Go on vacation with your family, go play other sports, do different activities, whatever you want to do. Just go out and kind of be a kid and have some fun. Relax a little bit. Now, the one thing I'm going to recommend is what I want you to do throughout the year. And 
there's a whole nother discussion about ramping up and getting ready for the season, but this is, we're talking about shutting down. After you shut down for two weeks, when you come back, I want you to start playing catch every single day. It's totally fine for everyone to play flat ground catch for 10 or 15 minutes every single day. And in, when you're playing catch, I want you to throw the ball straight to a target. I want you to make the ball move to your arm side and make the ball move to your glove side. I'm not talking about throwing pitches or throwing hard or even throwing down to a catcher. I'm talking about playing catch and doing the three things you have to do as a pitcher. Throw the ball straight to a target, make the ball move to your arm side like an off-speed pitch, make the ball move to your glove side like a breaking pitch. They don't have to be perfect. They don't have to be explosive. They don't have to be nasty or filthy. You're just making the ball move. That's it. You're just making the ball move. I want you to think like a basketball player just kind of taking a little shoot around, right, in an empty gym. It's not game speed conditions. He's not looking for the most perfect thing. All he's going to do is kind of, you know, stay in motion. Now, the reason why I say that is it's, it's really important um, because you're going to be doing during the offseason, I'm assuming you're going to be doing some strength training, conditioning to get ready for the season. So as you build muscle, you get stronger and you also will gain weight. You might increase flexibility as well your body needs time to adapt to that. So a lot of times I will hear in March or April that, you know, pitched, you know, worked his, worked his butt off all winter long. He's, he's strong, he's big, went to throw a ball, can't hit the broad side of a barn. Because all of a sudden he is now in a body that's moving a whole lot faster and maybe is more flexible and moving in different ranges and different positions and he hasn't had time for his mechanics to adapt to that. So in throwing and, and, and playing catch every day, you're kind of minimizing that adaptation period and you're giving your body time to acclimate as you build that strength. So that will shave a lot of the curve off of adapting to your new muscle power or flexibility um, big time. Now, the other thing too is um, kids grow, you know, like, and, and sometimes also as parents, like we're so close to the kids that we can't see that they've grown, but there, there's growth that's visible on the outside, right? But there's also growth that happens on the inside and playing catch every day is going to be able, is going to enable him to be able to, to minimize the adaptation periods and to develop the coordination of his mechanics if he's, if he's in motion. So what you don't want is a kid who hasn't touched a baseball in three months He's been in the weight room, he's strong, he's getting big, he grew an inch, gained four pounds, and all of a sudden, it's, it's the equivalent of like adding another cylinder to your engine uh, without telling you, and you step on the gas expecting one thing, and then you, know, it, it's, you, have, you get another. It's gonna take a period of adaptation. And that period of adaptation sometimes can be months. So you wanna stay in motion, so you wanna keep throwing. So that would be my recommendation for shutting down for two weeks and then getting into a daily routine of playing catch, throwing the ball straight, making the ball move to your arm side and to your glove side and continuing that year round. Number two, is this the year your son should specialize? Oh, I could, this is a whole, I probably should have made this two podcasts, but let's just, let's just go over the broad strokes here. What I want you to think about is this. Anybody that's telling you to specialize, I want you to ask yourself, is there an incentive in it for them? 
for my kid to specialize. So is it, is it the coach of a travel team telling you to specialize? Because if you specialize, you might be better for his travel team. Is it somebody who owns a facility or a training program telling you to specialize? Because maybe you'll sign up for the program, right? I promise you, anybody that's telling you to specialize in a sport, really kind of at any age, I believe, I'm willing to bet there is something in it for them, that there is a second agenda. And that's why, because that is 100% a marketing term. Now, you talk to the coaches that I'm friends with, and you talk to the guys that really know baseball, really know athletes, they want competitors. They want competitors. And I'm going to tell you, they're going to look at the other sports you played. And I had a coach that I was an assistant coach to, a guy named Ray Korn. He almost demanded that players did play another sport, that they ran track or basketball or football. Or like, he was like, we want you on the chess team because one of the things we want you to do is be competing all the time. And what he knew is that if we're going to win a state championship and they're in the state finals, and it's the first time in that game, it can't be the first championship game they play. They're just, you know, they're not going to be prepared for it. So I, I, can, I cannot stress enough that your son should play the sports that he wants to play for as long as he wants to play them. And don't think because you maybe see other kids getting better metrics in baseball while you're playing another sport that somehow you're falling behind. Okay, so if you take basketball, you take football, hockey, soccer, any other sports, if you look at the lower half, upper half disconnections and movement of twisting and turning, do you know how many reps you're getting daily in hip and shoulder separation? I mean, it, it's unbelievable. The athleticism that you're gaining, right, when it comes time for you to start to focus on those same metrics, the athleticism you're, you're gaining will propel you past the kids who are specializing and focusing. And I don't care how hard you train, you can't prepare to be a competitor in a warehouse in the winter. You prepare to be a competitor by competing. And off the record, and a lot of times on the record, the college coaches that are out there, they'll tell you they want kids who play multiple sports. They'll tell you that. Now, they won't go against some of these people who are saying to specialize because they might get players from there or whatever, but they will tell you flat out they want kids who are competitors, who are athletes. In fact, if you go down, we did a big survey of college coaches, um, 173 college coaches. Um, athleticism was one of the things they looked for first in all athletes. Athleticism, right? And athleticism doesn't come from specialization. And the one thing that I would... I would, I would kind of direct you to look at is there's a big difference between skill development and athletic development. So skill development can happen rather quickly, right? So if I were trying to, to develop an athletic skill, I could probably develop that skill in, you know, four to six weeks with focus on it. But my ability to develop that skill at a higher level is going to come with the skill that I'm trying to develop plus the athlete that I am. So take any great athlete like LeBron James trying to learn a skill in athletics or me trying to learn a skill in athletics. Le LeBron, I, we could both learn the skill probably to equal proficiency as far as like, you know, developing the skill. But who is going to do it better? <laughs> I know you guys probably have to think about that, but you know, 
Um, but who's going to do it better? LeBron James is going to do it better. So if we're, if we're working on, um, you know, maybe throwing a football to a certain target, um, we could be proficient in hitting a target rather quickly. But who's going to hit that target harder? LeBron James, because he has athleticism. And so I would encourage you to play those sports, the other sports, as long as you can. And I would encourage you to really look closely at the people who are telling you to specialize and ask yourself if they've got a, a motive, if they've got a horse in the race or a second agenda. I promise you they do. Because college coaches, if you're playing basketball or football and you're a competitor in those sports too, and they see athleticism, that's gonna, that's, it's just going to put you in a different category. And I, I just can't stress that enough, guys. And plus, not to mention that, you know, kids will ask me like, hey, should I stop playing basketball or should I stop playing football? You know, if you're a junior or senior in high school and you're, you're in talks like a, a D1 scholarship talks, like real D1 scholarship talks and possible draft talks, I, I would maybe entertain that conversation in your junior or senior year. So if you were going to be a potential top 10 you know, round draft pick and you were having D1 offers and you didn't want to play basketball or football your senior year of high school because you wanted to focus on baseball, I, okay, I could go along with that because there's been a long process of athletic development. If you're not, then don't. Then don't. Because I, I, when kids ask me that question, I would say, look, you're retiring from basketball and football. Like, this is it or soccer, whatever sport you play. Like, this is it, you're not going back. Like, nobody picks it back up when they're 25. So just make sure that you're okay walking away with this or walking away from this. And also, I, 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 don't, I never wanna discount the social aspect of playing on different teams, playing in different roles, right? So one of the reasons I bring that up is because my best friend of 40 plus years now, we met playing basketball. And I was a terrible basketball player, and he was a really good basketball player. Now, if you took his ability to play baseball, my ability to play baseball, it like flipped, it like reversed. But he was, you know, like I would have never had him as my best friend if we didn't play on the basketball team all those years together. And so that, you know, for me, the social aspect of playing these sports, um, I think is really important. Working with different coaches, working with different kids in different roles, I think is extremely valuable. So long answer to a, there's a much much longer answer but should your son specialize um, probably not probably not so I would continue to play those sports for as long as they want to as long as they enjoy them take a long look at the people telling you to specialize I promise you they have a second agenda and let your kids be in places where they're going to compete develop athletically and make a lot of friends all right guys see you on the next show